Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Lock In Podcast. We're recording this at the Lockhart Tavern in West Sussex and we're well into the first phase of reopening and I've got written down here, as you may be able to hear from the background buzz, but frankly guys, it's dead as a doornail today, isn't it? Uh, yeah, they saw you coming off that behaviour last week. I think people have chosen to stay that's, away. That's fair enough. That's I think people enough. are still hung over from last, the last two weeks. Hmm. It's, uh, it is a little, it does seem to be quite... We'll talk about that in a minute. Anyway, so as the world is slowly starting to return to normal, we thought we'd focus this week's episode of the podcast on emerging trends um, and the kind of things we've been seeing as we've come out of this. So with me as ever are my two favourite co-hosts of the podcast, James Cuthbertson and Heath Ball. Now, normally I'd take the opportunity to mock my co-host and pretend they don't have the expertise required and that I couldn't find anyone else but them. But not this time, you'll be pleased to hear. I mean, this must cheer you up, you two. Yeah, but I'm waiting for it. Go on, yeah. give us the punchline. So Heath is phenomenally on trend to the point where he's achingly cool and hip. A man about town... <laughs> like, I'm like 90 years old. A man about town, he's got his finger on the pulse of everything that's going on because he's always out and about visiting the latest sites. Some would say it's because he's afraid to go home and face his wife, but I call them jealous cynics. James is also keen to stay on top of things and ensures he's receiving all the latest news and reviews on top products and latest design and styling thanks to his subscription to the Weatherspoons News. The Weatherspoons do a newsletter? Apparently so, that's where James gets all his best... Uh, You've got the app though, haven't you, James? Yeah, I've got the app. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's, he's, like I said, he's on top of things, you know, he's a modern man, he's, he's got his finger God, if James on... is on top of things, man, they're not going to be there for much longer. <laughs> <laughs> that's a thin line there. It is now. Yeah. Uh, well, Ed, that wasn't too bad. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, we I'm start glad that I, his I, intros. Vague. You, you could start scoring them out of ten. Like TripAdvisor like. reviews. It's <laughs> intros. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast using the usual links on the website. Like us on social and share far and wide. We need to up our loyal listeners before my boss works out. It's only our wives that are listening to this. Oh, I hope my wife's not listening no, to it. So <laughs> well, here's your wife's only listening, so she knows where she is. But, uh, <laughs> right, we're going to be talking about changing trends in this issue. We've got some great guests joining us later. We've got Johnny Jones from CGA. He'll be talking about some of the emerging food and drink trends that they're seeing. And we've got Dan Brookman from Airship giving us his thoughts on how customers are responding post-lockdown and some of the operational trends he's seeing from leading operators. But before all that, let's uh, let's catch up on the week, guys. Um, I mean, yes, it, it, it's a bit quieter now. Has it, has it calmed down a little, would you say? I think all the idiots, like all the people who are really excited, like the Christmas drinkers, yeah. you know what I mean? They've all the got amateurs. To, the amateurs have got it out of their way. You've seen the seasoned professionals coming in on a Monday for lunch. Um, but yeah. I think, yeah, the, the, the initial rush has sort of calmed down a bit and... You know, it was interesting. I think we saw like um, we didn't have any let up. It was lunch, afternoon, oh, dinner. Yeah. But mm. now we've kind of had, we were full at lunch. But now there's a little lull now. You know, a few tables to spare, um, and then we're fully booked again tonight. So it's not. It's, it's kind of like people have gone. We are going to the pub on the first week. I don't care what time of day. Yeah. So they'll come and go through I've, four, I've, five. I've done some walks around when I, around Highgate and stuff. And there are like some of them aren't packed out. Like no. people aren't. You know, and it's not everyone. It's it's enjoying this sort of you know mad rush. I don't think no. you know. I think. It's the lucky ones, but um, yeah, I think it's calming down a bit. And, yeah, you know, and the weather hasn't helped. Let's be honest. You want to sit out in a pub garden ten o'clock in the evening when it's five degrees? Yeah. I, to be, I mean, it has been so. I mean, I came down here at the weekend and it was just icy, bolting yeah. kind of yeah. conditions. First week was a bit of a novelty, and you just kind of did it, and you all took your pictures for social. This week, do you want to do that again? Not really. It was mm. bolting. Yeah, as you say. Mm. Two weeks to go. Two or three weeks to go, and then we open up properly. You would know we say open up properly, but like, yeah. how much are we allowed to open inside? We haven't given the guidance on that. Well, that, that is a question. What, oh, we have what, 50%? What is the situation? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got the BBC the day of the thing on the guidance this morning as to what would happen from the 17th. And it wasn't right. I mean, you just mm. knew it, it It wasn't, you know, accurate at all. It was... And that's, that's sort of the problem. There's nothing set in stone, so... We're just waiting till, for, till for we them know. to offer the crumbs at the last minute, mm. aren't we? Which is... Yeah, um, it's been good though because I mean all the, we've been quite busy so I've been looking at some new stuff for the bar and I mm. found this owl on Amazon owl amp 12 lamp 12 grand I think we should buy it an owl lamp an owl. Yep, 12 grand 12 grand on Amazon although uh, <coughs> eBay it's amazing we should get it so why don't we cancel the Thermomix we've just done yeah and get the Thermomix get... let's just get this because it, it, apparently it's been at 10 Downing Street and it costs 12 grand okay let's get so, it out yeah I think oh, the let's go in man it's like cool man when we thought about what to spend the grant on I think this is perfect I think and it, like seriously what, the, Boris, the Boris can spend 90 grand 30 grand taxpayers money another 60 grand for a non-as no, don't, don't let's ask our customers to pay for it 
Yeah, but how much did they spend on that um, briefing suite for several million, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and they're not even going to use it now. No. But I mean, how do you do that? I mean, I don't know how you spend that you, kind of money. What you do is you get your mates on, to inflate the invoice. Yeah. They give you an invoice. You pay the invoice. You know, okay, we need it. We need that podium. How much is it worth? Fifty quid. How much we're going to sell it to you for? Two thousand. We'll give you a kicker. We'll do your house up for you. So it's like a refurbishment of the Red Lion. <laughs> I, yeah. do it, I do it all, all myself. All the stuff in your house is falling apart. So that's not true. <laughs> that's as well as your relationship. Too, it's too busy. I've got to get a new kitchen. She's killing me. <laughs> we got in trouble because we're getting together on Sunday and they're coming down, like Heath and Sphere coming down with the kids. Isn't that this dangerous? Is, this is, well, this is how women and men think differently, right? So the girls have arranged it. So I come home Sunday nights and, and she's like, Heath and Sphere coming down with the kids. Great. And Heath and I have talked about, right, what we'll do is we'll nick out and we'll, Sophia will drive, I'll be at home anyway, and we'll go have a few beers. Uh, you know, we think we've kind of worked well and we deserve that. Got home, wasn't that well received. So apparently we've got to Can't stand and watch them get on horses and all this stuff. So we ended up having to, it was like, honestly, it was like a treaty of their side. Wait, you know what she said through. to me? She says, it's memories. It's memories of your daughter. It's memories on things. I said, I'll have Alzheimer's in 15 years. I remember shit anyway. <laughs> Just take a photo and show it to me when I'm sitting in my wheelchair. And you can ask who it is. Yeah, like, every five minutes. Me? Like, <laughs> they need to relax, man. They're too stressed. I mean, there you go, marriage and relationship advice. At least they're working hard, Right, anyway, moving on. Um, I, I don't know where to go with that. So, anyway, COVID passports. COVID passports. Hey, well, he's not going to do no it. More, no more. No more. Boris has, has ruled it out. I mean, as much as we trust oh, well, Boris. Thank him so much for that. Because it was always just there. As a, it was always bollocks anyway. It was only there for us then. We were doing it. We're thanking him for it. We should be thanking just a silly idea from the yeah. get-go. Well, this is true. I mean, it doesn't mean they're not going to do it. They're just going to focus it in a different area. Which could then mean they turn it around on us later on. We, once we get out of this lockdown, the last lockdown, we, we really like we just not we we unless something drastic happens, we can't live and control our lives like this anymore. No. We need to get back. No. You know, no one's making money. No, you know, no. And there's just, of course the danger of going lockdown again in October, November. There is a chance. Isn't there's it? all that talk again. Do you know what I mean, yeah. I love floating those ideas around. Uh, uh, restart grunts. Have you have you had any yet? Yeah, we got. Do yeah, we, we got. Oh, yeah. I think the other one landed today. Okay. Okay, that was good. Um, and there's going to be more. There's one other. Um, in fact, I, I, interesting. I chat with a guy who was on our pod a while ago, Kevin Stewart, and he said that lots of people actually phoned up via having heard the podcast. He's helped them get their grants oh, across the country. So yeah, probably probably good. Um, but there is a final grant after this one, which is a. Um, oh really? Which is down to bugger off! You're not getting any more. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's a what do you call it? It's discretionary. So there's a pot of money, a final pot of money in this tranche that's discretionary for businesses that How are most you, affected. Uh, you know, would see just ring them up and start crying and pretty much. Yeah, they'll take a view. I think. I think who offers the best deal for the discretionary? I think the point uh, is you, you go and make your case, but it's it's definitely there. Um, the thing is that you get those grants, and I, I think at the red, I literally just took the grant money and just paid another different division of the tax yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah, I mean yeah. I just moved money yeah. over how much are you for that oh there we go yeah. <laughs> you can have that money back never really saw it from yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was in and out of the account um, I mean we touched on the on the, the heating the other day Heath and uh, in the last podcast you were you were complaining about I mean let's let's start actually still enjoying your customers mate, has, uh, mate, has there been mate, any improvement seriously, on, seriously uh, let me just give you this just sums up my customers so this guy turns up he turns up, it's in the afternoon, it's 4.30 in the afternoon, he turns up for his booking, he's ridden his little fancy little bicycle, you know, he's in cycling gear, he's wearing lycra, so he sits down, he's hot, he sits down, he's there, and he's, got, he's just basically wearing a stocking to the pub, <laughs> and he's sat down, and suddenly he's on the waitress, you need more heaters around here, this is cold, what's going on, so I come over. And I'm like, I've got, my, my level of tolerance is zero now for idiots. Like, with this shit. I love it now. I was going to say that. It's more than zero. So no. I walk over, I say, hey, sir, I say, yeah, there's a problem. Yeah, you need more heaters. I said, you are wearing lycra. And he went, what? I said, you're wearing lycra to the pub. He goes, well, I cycled here. It's a good look. Did you not think to wear it? Like, he's, like he's, he's, not, he's not in the best shape either. You know what I mean? He could have done another 100 miles before he got there. And he was there. And it's just, he's wearing lycra. There's nothing... It's all exposed, <laughs> and he's hot and he's cold. Cut away like oh man, it's just and he's wearing shorts. It's shorts like just like and he's complaining. He must have why? He goes, you must have a blanket. So the only thing I had were these Ultimate Provence summer shorts for 
you know, like if you're in the south of France. The ladies. Yeah, yeah, just the early evening. Just the early evening. Uh, just just to wrap. You, you reserve those for the secretaries, don't you? No, I don't. But I, but I sort of went and got it, and he's sitting in the garden in his lycra with this very feminine shore over his shoulders. It just, I wanted to take a photo of him and put it, like, it's just like seriously. Put it on Twitter, that's no, <laughs> They love it on Twitter. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just stop. Just, you know, when they ring up people now, I just go, please, please, please. You've got, he yeah, just, no, 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 you need to wrap up. You know, I, I go, I go full on. They say, we're in the marquee, that's great. Um, but I bring some very old people with me. <laughs> and I said, they're going to be very old cold people because it's outside still do you yeah. know what I mean but I don't want blood on my hands well no do you know what I mean just don't come just, it's, the just pub is not wait. ready just, for you yet just go yeah. to the garden at your house sit yeah. in your garden on your shiver that yeah like at least you can put blankets on and stuff you know one of my staff the other day gave a customer a blanket that we don't, we're not giving up blankets but gave a customer a blanket that we use for dogs that are on the, that, oh, on the yeah. floor yeah. And I looked over and I said, that's the dog blanket. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Oh, no. oh, they were cold. I said, but that's for the dogs. Here's one. We got a guy the other day that enjoyed his takeaway roast so much. He ordered one for him and one for his dog. He ordered a half roast for his dog, right? Which is, you know, man's best friend. He came in here and ordered the same thing, but wanted it in a, on a proper plate. His on dog the... prefers a proper plate. <laughs> Did the dog oh, sit no, at the table? True that line. Do you know what I mean? I, okay, it's fine. Your dog's going to get dinner. That's fine. A dog's dinner. But not on a plate. Not on a bowl that we Did it need a knife and fork as well? Uh, no, People have lost their shit, man. Yeah. I, mean, like, I mean, to talk about losing your shit, the, the, the did, you, did you hear the story, that the, and, it's, and it's not nothing to laugh about, but the, uh, the customers that actually bought their own gas heater yeah, blew then up, exploded yeah. in a pub? I mean, that's... Uh, what do you do with that? Because, I mean, if you're the operator... Oh, you've got a big pub garden. You're not necessarily going to be able to get around. If somebody's sort of squirreling it away under what the sort, Do we know what sort of gas heat? Was it one of those old tabletop I think it was a gas stove. I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I mean, we don't know what it was. I think it was a gas stove of some sort, but uh, obviously one that, that wasn't... Uh, you just want to, like, drag them out by their hair. And, you know what I mean? What is that? Well, I think the paramedics had to do that. But oh, the... Just yeah, but it probably wasn't them. You know, the irony is it probably wasn't them who was injured. It was probably someone else well, on the next table. It. You don't know. I mean... The problem is, I bet you that that would be just the last two just so broken after two weeks of bullshit they've just given in because there's no one in the right mind think that thinks that's okay but the customer does back to what I said last week customer need training to get back to the pub too yeah. they need to work out how to behave themselves still goes like I'd, I'd love to one day I'd love to have a chaise long out the back and then when people complain I want to drag like a psychiatric one you know in the movies I want to drag it through the pub like so it's yeah, squeaking yeah, so all yeah. pub books and then really pull it up, slowly really slowly so it's painful yeah, yeah and then pull it up next to them and say sit down what's really wrong well, and you sit down and cross your legs and just yeah and go what's no 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 I'm in, I'm in, the, I'm in the, like an orchard they're lying oh, down you're, so you're, in, you're in a kind of a wooden frame yeah like, like Fraser together. or something yes, and I'm sitting exactly, there and I go yeah, what's yeah. really wrong because mm. you coming here complaining about that isn't really the problem we need to get to the root there's something else going on like, I mean, it's a rather extreme solution, but um, yeah. I can give me something to do. Yeah, true, true. Other than bone. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's part that there, and we'll uh, move on and start talking about some trends. to the Lock In podcast and uh, we have with us today uh, the fantastic Johnny Jones from CGA who is going to be talking to us about some of the emerging trends that we're seeing uh, including chefs dropping trays in the background behind us. Um, let's start off with, with food uh, and um, I mean Johnny what, what are some of the sort of top line trends that you're seeing on, on the sort of pub food sector at the moment? Um, well, probably the biggest thing is that we've seen um, quite a big reduction in the number of items on the menu, um, mainly for reasons of keeping things simple from an operational perspective. Yeah. Um, big winners since the, the market reopened has been things like burgers, that kind of thing, um, just as people want to keep things simple and, and vastly reduce the menu down to a small number of items. I, I mean, I guess as you two have talked about this, haven't you, of, of, of stripping it back? And have you done that? Is that yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't run a big menu anyway, so just kept it really simple. And you know, you don't want to be loads of stock lying around. You're running a smaller venue as well. You know, it's only five tables for us here, yeah, yeah. so you just can't offer. And I think people broadly have understood. You just come back with the favourites. You know, the kind of things that people have missed. 
Yes, yeah. And they've got a bit of stuff they can't cook at home. We, yeah. We've seen, it's really funny, we've seen people buying big steaks. We do large format steaks, and a lot of people have been buying those because surprisingly, how many people can't cook steak at home? Yeah. You know, and you know, things like sardines at the Red Lion, people wouldn't cook sardines at home. Mm. Mussels and things like that. Yeah. So, seen some stuff like that. Even, I mean, as Johnny said, burgers are key. I mean, that's another one, isn't it? Yes, you can do a burger at home, but you can't do a sort of cracking, sort of multi-layered kind of concoction. Yeah, uh, and then you've got the chips as well, and it's the the grease. Yeah, Yeah. I think it's just doing things properly. Mm -hmm. I mean, what else are we seeing at the moment, Johnny? And from a food perspective, I think, well, we've got the EPOS data back from week one now, um, and food sales actually held up quite well over the course of the week, so down 20%, 21%, like for like. Okay. Um, which when, you, when you consider that the comparative week in 2019 was actually Easter week, um, so you've got the bank holiday Friday in there, and obviously an extra Thursday night of trading that you wouldn't normally get. Um, so yeah, food sales have held up comparatively pretty well, um, only slightly behind drink sales. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been a good first week for the food lab operators. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what are you two? One of the, the things you'll see, I mean, Heath, we did so I picked you up earlier and said you were uh, a man with his finger on the pulse of uh, the cutting edge. Uh, <laughs> I can keep going with this. And, yeah, no, uh, yeah. Well, smoke up your ass, but no. I mean, what's uh, what, what do you think is seeing? I mean, obviously, you're a big Chinese food fan, so we're we yeah. going to see the. Uh, I think I think so. People, are, you know, I think if you've eaten really bad, if you're if you're lucky to have Deliveroo, and a lot of people don't where they live but if you've just been subjected to shit Chinese and bad Indian food I think you know going to good good Chinese restaurants and having proper dim sum you know what I mean I think dim sum for me I can't wait to go and sit at the dim sum restaurant and eat dim sum I can't can't wait to be out eating food as it's meant to be you know straight out of the kitchen not stuck on the street for half an hour where the guy tries to find your address so I think yeah I think there'd be a rise of that I think people just want to go and eat good quality food and get looked after you know be properly served and you know but I think, yeah, I think for me it'd be Chinese or just, I think, yeah, just having good food on a plate, mm. not out of a packet. <laughs> I mean, you can't have plates at home. You're aware of this. <laughs> yes, uh, New Zealand. Yeah. I mean, I, I know you are from New Zealand and you're used to eating off the floor. Uh, or is that just what your wife makes you do? Yeah. I know. It's, uh, yeah, but it's going to be, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens, who, especially operators that come out of this and, you know, who's left, you know what I mean? Because we still haven't seen everybody fire up yet and they've yeah. still got to find staff and, you know, it's going to be an interesting time and, how bad's the supply chain with you know with Europe and you know what are we looking at? Uh, are we predicting any kind of real sort of trends coming through, Johnny, that we're expecting to see from uh, as as people start to reopen, or is it just a bit of a kind of you know let's just get back to doing things, get back to normal, then we can start to see what what consumers are really looking for. Yeah, well, I mean, what we've seen so far is that obviously there's massive amount of pencil demand for, for consumers to come back out. Um, so 44% of legal drinking age consumers did come back out in the first week. Um, so faster recovery than we saw in July last year. That number was around 35% um, from July 4th onwards. Um, and the sales data matches it, really. Um, so like I say, drink sales were down about 19% like for like. Um, within that, um, people have been looking to categories that they've not been able to replicate at home quite as easily. So cocktails have done amazingly well. Um, we've seen some premiumization. So within Lager, for example, World Lager took nine percentage points share, um, additional share of Lager at the expense of Standard. Um, so people are looking for a bit of a treat, really, as they come back out into the trade. Um, and then we've also seen um, shops and shooters do really well as, as people have sort of missed those celebration occasions and the yeah. big nights out. Um, even within within pubs, we've seen tequila, sambuca, and, and shots of categories do well. I think as you, um, uh, for us, we had some of this in the last, you know, between the lockdowns, but because you're booking a table for a time, people aren't dwelling as long, they're just going hard early. Yeah. Do you know, I've got two hours and I'm going to go like in an express train. And I think we've seen some of that. I mean, you guys have, have uh, your frozen margaritas have been hugely phenomenally popular. Yeah, espresso martinis, uh, frozen margaritas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think people just want fun, don't they? They just want to. They just want to forget the last year and have some fun with their friends. And yeah, I think you know it's just gone a bit crazy. Yeah. I mean, what about some of the the, the sort of things we were seeing um, pre-lockdown? Are we anticipating continued growth and things? I suppose I'm looking at um, you know, veganism, for example. Uh, we talked a lot about that. 
prior to the crisis. Um, I mean, what's your thoughts on that, Johnny? Is that a, a category that's going to carry on growing, or do you think all the vegans have died off? Because it's so weak. We're definitely expecting to see a continuation and possibly an acceleration of those trends as well, trends towards health, um, sustainability. I think ethical consideration from consumers during lockdown has remained very high. Um, so if anything, I think those trends will now accelerate coming out of lockdown. Um, consumers are a lot more health conscious for obvious reasons. Um, so expecting probably a bit more growth from the no and low category as well. Right, right. that was going to be an area, yes, uh, that, that I wanted to, to talk about because that was, uh, again, something that was starting to get a little bit of traction. We're seeing a little bit more focus. I know lots of operators are, are quite sceptical about it. I mean, you guys are pretty rubbish at it. Um, Mate, it's only going to take one more Netflix documentary to say plant-based diet's bad for the planet. And then what are these people going to do? Drink water? You know what I mean? We saw that one sea, sea conspiracy, whatever it is. And the only way to ultra, the only way to have sustainable fish is not eat fish. So, you know, where are we going to end up with? Another couple of Netflix documentaries. We're all going to sit around going, oh, we're screwed. And the only way to have a sustainable planet and make it work is have less, less population. So what are we going to do then? Uh, let's not get into that <laughs> wow. here because uh, we know your thoughts on euthanasia and generally yeah. mass killing. Yeah. I love Thai food. Well, I mean, uh, you, but you two don't. I mean, what, yeah, what are your six, thoughts on six different? You got six now. Six, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've only got six bottles, one of each. <laughs> but just to look good. No, no, we got six different beers. Don't have. We haven't sort of taken. The big step is when you have a font yes. on the front bar with a lower. We're not there yet. Um, but we give good choice. Um, I think it's going to go that way. I think you know yeah. what I mean. Like some, like you know, like we've talked about before, substituting in your round every you know mm. every second round or third round, having a low alcohol beer on just mm. to slow the pace down. But yeah. I think people. The problem is people are coming out of lockdown. They've had enough, and they just want to party. And they they just want mm. it. So I, I think that's going to be a while before it lifts back up again. Yeah. They're just going to you know we'll have a bit of craziness for a while, mm. maybe a year, or whatever. And then unless we get stuck in another lockdown, I think we'll just it'll start to level out a bit. So I think you, you think I mean and, and Johnny, what, what are your thoughts on? Do you think that the the fact that you're seeing you know this growth in more sort of a hedonistic kind of element is that going to retard some of the growth that we've seen in the low and low, or do you think that it's going to uh, have no impact? Um, I, I think it will, but I think it'll be short term to be honest. Um, so I, I think there's going to be a honeymoon period as the trade gets back to normal. Um, I mean, in the, in the first week we're looking at around about a quarter of outlets that reopened, so there's, there's still a long way to go until. So we are back to normal and and supply is, is sort of there to cater to, to the increased demand that we've seen. Um, so I think in the short term we will see that people wanting to party, as you suggest, people wanting to treat themselves and trade up. Um, but I think some of those trends that we were seeing pre-lockdown will, will come back through. Um, and, and health is a big one, so anything linked to health really I think has, has got long-term potential. So I guess being able to offer that sort of indulgent health uh, option is, is, is probably ticks some of those boxes, both those boxes really, doesn't it? Mm, that yeah. kind of indulgence and spoiling yourself, but well, also people are going to drink less. They're going to drink less. They probably want to drink better. Yeah. And that's what they've been doing for years. But you know, I think we can mm. tap into that and sell them a nice bottle of wine as opposed to Tesco's finest. We're away. I mean, think of the, the sort of uh, lower ABV element. Apparently, uh, Shandy is having a revival, uh, according to a press release I was sent today. From a Shandy company. From a Shandy company. And I base all those trend <laughs> predictions on the random press release. Is, it, um, is it handmade Shandy? Uh, <laughs> I don't know where you're is going it with can, us. Is it like, like, <laughs> like, what do they call it, a Rattler? Yeah, Rattler, yeah, yeah. Rattler, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's an Australian thing, isn't it? Australian, yeah. 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 Some yeah. yeah, yeah, of the Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. His Foster's in one, didn't they? Yeah, I think yeah. they did. Yeah. I mean, is that on your radar at all, Johnny? I mean, I'm, I'm joking. I, I, I've seen a few things on it recently, but is it is it Shandy something that you're seeing growth in or? Uh... Um, no, it's that's the first time it's been mentioned to me. To be honest, <laughs> I'll send um, you the press release and the invoice for the inside. Okay. <laughs> 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 yeah. There you go. You can you can have that one. Um, but it, yeah, but I suppose it does fit, doesn't it, with with that sort of general trend towards lower ABV and things like that. And Shandy is the ultimate kind of original lower no drink in the pub. Yeah, I think from an operator perspective as well, is those kind of things are becoming a little bit like craft beer, where a few years back we were talking about if you've got a group of five friends who are going out and one of them is an avid craft beer drinker the craft beer drinker will dictate where the group goes based mm. on the offer at those outlets yeah. um, and 
no and low can be a little bit like that as, as can the, the vegan food engines um, because those people within within the social group will dictate where the group goes um, so it's, it's almost a bit of a hygiene factor for outlets really you need to have a reasonable offer in those areas to make sure that you bring in those groups in so if you've got a vegan he, he vegan chef like swallowed a lemon no, you, you, you know what I'd do if I had a group of mates and one of them said right I want to go to this bar tonight because they've got low alcohol low alcohol options I'll say you have a good time we'll see you tomorrow <laughs> so, 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 so beware the shandy drinking vegan yeah. hi what I've vegan food and shandies do you have <laughs> yeah <laughs> Jesus that's a fair point. It's been a hard lockdown, and you're only going to have a shandy and a vegan curry. Thanks, mate. Everyone can enjoy themselves in different ways if they don't have to be all soaks like you. But uh, I mean, the other thing we, we, we're seeing, um, and this is probably one for you to comment on, Heath, uh, growth in canned wines as well. That's um, we're seeing a lot more products coming through. Uh, I think it makes sense. So if you go into the park, how many people don't have a bottle opener? I think you know there's that whole park culture bed last So that's what twist off tops, uh, screw tops were for, no? You can sit there and drink the They can wine. wine, you've got a single service, and you know it's in good condition, you don't have to drink a whole bottle. Do you know, it goes about consumption. Would you sell it in the pub, though? Yeah, I think cans? so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah 100%. Okay. You can do it as takeaway, right? Yeah. yeah. And you do it That's what we're talking about, yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. Also at the table. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can see you popping over and sort of presenting the can to the customer, popping the top. I think it's more for, like, like fast, I think it's more fast casual dining yeah. concepts and stuff like that, you know what I mean? It's quite fun. Yeah, as long as the product's in good nick, yeah. Is, is, I mean, is Johnny, are you, are you seeing that? Is that, is that the trend with, with sort of different packaging options on products like wine? Um, well, well, yeah, and not just wine as well. I think it's, it's pre-mixed within spirits. The is a lot bigger. Mm. Um, and whilst those products probably were developed for the off-trade, I think what, what the pandemic's done is it's given more opportunity for them in the on-trade as well. Um, I think cocktails is a big one. It used to be a bit of a bit of a stigma attached to pre-batch cocktails and pre-mixed cocktails, um, whereas that's really fallen away now. And three quarters of cocktail drinkers would would buy them if they saw them in the on trade. Mm-hmm. So I think particularly for pubs where you're not going to have a trained mixologist working behind the bar, um, and also in the short term with no at the bar ordering, so theatre of serve not really mm-hmm. being an issue anymore. Yeah, I think yeah. there's a real opportunity for, for good quality pre premix solutions yeah. to be used in pubs to, to trade consumers up into cocktails. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, the other thing that sort of seems to be um, getting a little bit of traction, uh, or certainly that's the, they're pushing it out, is the uh, hard seltzers. Yeah, and it's a, I mean, within our US business, we've seen massive take up on this um, to the point where we're now seeing draft hard seltzers. Um, wow. Yeah, and the, and the demographics on it is this is very mixed as well. It's again because it plays into that health trend space. Um, you'll see bars where there are big bodybuilder blokes coming in after the gym and they're drinking half pints of the hard seltzer. Um, so I don't I don't think we're going to get there um, with the UK. Um, definitely seeing sort of massive growth trend for hard seltzers. Have you have you have you drunk any? Um, yeah, I mean, we have occasionally have stuff sent to the office that we'll pass around and try. There's there's a really broad mix of good stuff and bad stuff. Um, so yeah, I think that's a diplomatic answer there, Johnny. Okay, there's our new brand then, Alco Seltzer. I don't think we have any problem with that, will we? Alco, like alcoholic seltzer, job done. No other name like that, is there? No. No, again, it's a bit like the Chad joke last week. It's, uh, Chad joke was good it's, last week. It, it, it's old. You, and, you aren't uh, smart enough to get it. And a bit boring. But, um, <laughs> I mean, it is just alcoholic water, though, isn't it? I it mean, really it's is. Just, With lo- it's just a low-calorie option, isn't it? Yeah. You want to get drunk, but you don't want to get fat. Would you Would you sell it? I mean, but would, would you guys sell it? Would you serve it in the pub? I've got, I accidentally got some sent to me the other day. I'll put it on the menu and see what happens, but... There'll be some, there'll be some, there's always someone who'll buy stuff like that. It's, it's maybe a generational thing, though. Is that, is that fair to say, Johnny, that, that certainly younger consumers... But, but the, the, if that's the case, is it not just the Alka pop of the moment? Yeah. Well, yeah, to an extent, it is all the younger demographic. Um, and I think probably the older demographics, if you talk to them about how tell, so they, they won't know what you're talking about. Um, so there's the immediate barrier to purchase there if, if people don't understand the category. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's predominantly young people. Um, but then it's this. I think it plays heavily into that health space, and that's why people are doing it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, on the personal note, Johnny, have you managed to get out to the pub yet? 
Um, yeah, well, I've been out locally a couple of times, just in Stockport. Um, so our, our work local pub is a, a Robbie's pub, um, the Red Bull. Um, so I've been in there a couple of times and then just into to Stockport Town Centre as well. Um, all good experiences so far. Everything's been, as, as you'd expect, it's safety first. Yeah. Um, but yeah, people, people just very keen to get back to normal. Um, I'm, I'm a quite a big cask ale drinker, so getting back out just to have a pint of cask after four months was a big priority mm. for me. Uh, I, bet. I was going to say, in between all those hard seltzers you were smashing down, but perfectly part time pop of a cork there as well, which uh, superb. Um, I think we're, we're pretty much out of time. I mean, Johnny, just, just to wrap up. Um, uh, I mean, what would be your key takeaways that you would uh, you would suggest to our listeners of, of things to watch out for as as we move forward into to full reopening? Um, I, th- I think the, probably the real challenge is is understanding your consumer um, because there's been a bit of a shift in locations. We've seen a shift from outside city centres into more local areas. Um, a lot of the operators they're attracting new new consumers and they don't really know how to cater to them um, so it's understanding your consumer better but also understanding how occasions are playing out um, so new consumers they're coming back in for their first visits they really want to feel safe mm-hmm. um, and they're, they're picking trusted outlets they want to feel safe but then they very quickly get over that first visit fear and then their demands start to ramp up around Ooh. experience Mm, um, so it's tough for operators because you're going to have a mix of consumers who are on those first visits but also who are on third, fourth, fifth visit and, and want much more of an experience from your venue um, so it's about being able to cater to both sets of demands and making sure we're still hitting the mark for the people that want safety because otherwise they're not going to come back absolutely, absolutely brilliant okay Johnny, that's all we've got time for but thank you very much for yeah, that thank you, cheers Good yeah stuff. no problem at all, thanks for having me cheers, cheers. thanks This is the Lock In Podcast, and we're talking trends in this week's episode. So with us now is special guest Dan Brookman from Airship, and he's going to talk to us about some of the customer data trends he's been seeing through his business, and also some of the operational trends we're starting to see coming through. So hi, Dan. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So let's just, let's just kick off. Just give us a very quick sort of overview. Who is Airship? What are you? Um, yep. Um, so... Um, Airship is a hospitality CRM, um, so we're like MailChimp, uh, but dedicated for hospitality. Um, we are an email broadcast platform. We've been around for 18 years, um, and we have about 100 plus customers, brands, um, um, uh, and we manage all of their email marketing. We look at their automation, and we connect to about 50 platforms that enables us to drive visit frequency by using data uh, to understand loyalty. Um, we also have a platform called Toggle, um, so use toggle.com, and Toggle is a platform that helps operators drive pre-sold revenue and hospitality commerce, um, which is a new uh, term that's come around in the last 12 months. And Toggle um, has about 300 brands uh, where we sell their gift cards and then their experiences and their Frank and Manka t-shirts and Rosa's Thai cookbooks and Tonkotsu chili oil and okay. everything else yeah. under the sun. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, from, from your perspective then, you know, we've been, we've, we've got the restarts underway. I mean, what are the sort of key trends that you're starting to notice uh, so far from your perspective? Yeah, so on the airship side of things, obviously there's this, just this data okay there's just a mountain of data um everybody's booking uh to go anywhere and this is just giving you this reach into your consumers that we've never seen before so it used to be that you'd see a couple of percent of your customers uh, and because of order and pay apps and now wi-fi booking feedback track and trace everything piled together all of a sudden you're just seeing so many of your customers uh, and being able to understand so many of your customers and we're going to ramp up to the 17th of may um, up to the 21st of June and potentially if there's restrictions post the 21st of June and you have to book and it's rule of six and all of this stuff and we get this massive summer that we're all expecting 
um, then it's going to be data. Just you will know more of your customers than you have ever known before. Okay, so it, it, I guess the, the, the silver lining of this then is that it's actually gifted operators the opportunity to get a real insight into their customers and gather that information. Only if you know how to use it. Yeah. <laughs> well, there, there is that. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's, there's the key. Yeah. I mean, if you're you a, a Luddite like yeah. you, James, then uh-huh. uh, that's going to be a challenge. But I should be writing to them all individually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm starting to feel like the Chinese government. I think that that's it. It's, it's that you're going to see all of these customers, and if you engage with them correctly... Um, it just means that if something happens, come September or October, you know, God forbid there's a effing variant that pops up that means actually restrictions come in again. Yeah. Um, uh, then you you lean on you can lean on those customers, and if you've already pivoted and you've done an at home experience, you've done a park cooked experience, you you know you're doing some activity you know when the first lockdown came in last march we did a million pound in gift card sales to support smaller operators as they leaned on their customers and said oh my god we're not going to survive can you help us a million pound you know we did five million pounds worth of sales last year to a lockdown sector you know customers will support brands that they love yeah, so that, that, that data then becomes very key. Although, of course, if your customers all then rock up with their gift cards in the first week of the opening, Yeah, we didn't see that. I mean, we had the Devonshire Arms at Mill Handley out in Derbyshire, a few miles from my house. Um, they did 100 grand last year with us, uh, 50% off gift cards. And as they reopened, people turned up, but not like, you know, they weren't like 60% of their sales with gift cards. It doesn't work like that. People don't just turn up like that um, but it managed you know for them it meant that they could open another location actually and they opened a location in Sheffield down the road from Smart. Mm-hmm. what's the re- what's yeah. the redemption? redemption yeah what's the redemption on the gift vouchers like yeah so so um, it's generally about um, 78% um, so about 22% burn right um, but obviously what people have done over the last year is obviously extend the date of those um, when a gift card's redeemed, you on average you get a 55% uplift against the value of the card, um, mainly because a gift card's usually a gift, um, more so than being bought for yourself. So if I buy you a gift card for £25, That's very you turn up at a restaurant you. or a pub, yeah, you're welcome, um, you turn up at a restaurant or a pub, and it's almost like free money, so you might then premium up. Uh, you, you know, you might buy a nicer bottle of wine, or you might have starters and desserts rather than just your starters. You know. So, is, is that a rate for you, Heath? Are you going to start doing gift cards at the red? So. I do already, but I don't. I don't do them on like an e-commerce sort of scale. I, I just sell them to people. You know what I mean? I've never. Is yeah. It, as, it's, is it something that you've seen a, an increase in? Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. And yeah. Was that a response to the pandemic of yeah. people saying? I think it was a lot of it was to support us, but I think most of it was just buying people that who lived in the area their friends' presents. You know what I mean? Yeah, birthday like, presents and like yeah, so yeah, totally that. So it's good. Bit of both, really, because some people couldn't give them the gift like of the experience, but they were giving us the gift, of the, and people doing that here. So when it reopens here, it's actually I'm going to actually take yeah, it as a banker. It's just, well, yeah, it's been good. Yeah. Yeah. And is, is that a fair comment, Dan? Are you see, are you are you seeing that sort of trend generally? Yeah, absolutely. And as I say, you know, um, we've got like Bounce, uh, the ping pong place in London. They're doing a Bounce at home kit with like two bats and net, a couple of cans in there and a scorecard and you set up on your dining table. Mm-hmm. Tonkotsu have done a deal with Thornbridge Brewery and they're doing a Tonkotsu pale at ale. Um, and we're fulfilling that for them through our licensed warehouse. Uh, as long as, you know, Franco Anchor are doing T-shirts, um, Rose's Tire doing cookbooks, The Alchemist have done a cookbook. They're doing wall hangings, uh, The Alchemist, as well as doing at-home cocktail kits. And, and then you've got people like Fat Hippo Burger doing the cook-at-home burger kits. You've got Rudy's Pizza doing par cooked. You've got pizza in the post. There's just this opportunity to be entrepreneurial, I think. Um, and and that's what we've seen. We've just seen this surge of of people wanting to survive. And um, so, being, yeah, is is that 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 entrepreneurial element uh, and the, the at home thing? Because I know I can see Heath rolling his eyes <laughs> and, and the dehydration in his face. You can hear it as well. But um, it's the 
is that that was obviously a response to the pandemic and, and not being able to trade and not being able to is that something you see is, is going to continue because as businesses reopen you know is that going to be cool is, well, how's that going to work okay so um, we did some uh, 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 we did a a, a, a little bit of a survey to 2,000 members of the public uh, back in March and asked them the question, uh, will you continue to buy cook at home kits? Um, and 40% said that they would. Okay. Um, and what we think is that the operators that have done this well um, will need to continue to push it and advertise it with their customers. The challenge is moving it from the weekend uh, and making it potentially a, a midweek experience. Mm. Also then looking at the price point of it, because if the price point is the same as going to the restaurant, yeah. um, you're going to, you know, but am I going to buy a kit? I'm in Sheffield and I've bought kits from Rose's Tie, I've bought them from Hickory's, I've bought them from all over the place and had them delivered to me because we don't have them in Sheffield. So are they going to stay for the special occasions? There's definitely a hardcore of group of people out there that mm might spend a bit of money buying something from a fine dining restaurant that they can't usually visit or wouldn't usually visit yeah I, yeah. I mean you two have been quite sceptical about this has that, that changed no, your... no, I, I don't think we've been sceptical about it I think we've been realistic about it was a reaction for many to, to introduce them to give themselves purpose and you know try and scrape through the situation I think um, as you're saying there whether when you're faced with the option of actually just getting it cooked for you and washing up done, you take that. And it, uh, but yeah, and I make sure I've got one coming—a butter chicken thing on Friday. I think you've done the yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. week is all right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just think that I think like operationally, when you get a re like we did a lot of takeaway food at the Red Line, and we still have a strong interest in that. But we're trying to do that as run a, run a really busy service and have boxes and packaging everywhere in a very small kitchen. Yeah. It, it just it's just the conflict of like who who do you who do you have to look after? And you're trying to keep both parties happy because these are the people who supported you, you still want takeaway. But yeah. you've got the people in house and it's just trying to fight strike a balance between that. And if we, when we start picking up inside eating, it, I just my kitchen can't handle it. So then do you get another site yeah. to yeah. do something else? And I guess the interesting thing, I mean yeah. so Dan, the examples you've given, they're all they're all sort of brands, aren't they? They're, yeah. they're sort of big, not necessarily big, but they're, they're sort of uh, branded concepts that, that sort of uh, maybe have the well, scale. I see, I see Gary Usher, who owns Elite Bistros, he's gone and bought a site just to do takeaway boxes. Strong move, you know what I mean? Like Hawksmore, they hired uh, with the girl from Fat Iron to take over their takeaway box offer. Yeah. Like, I just wonder, yeah. you're going to spend 150 quid, 200 quid on a Hawksmore box, or you're going to go to one of their restaurants when they open I'm conflicted the same I have to say you know I, I think that that's why it'll need um, it'll need some momentum behind it to make it a thing yeah. uh, uh, to keep it going past the pandemic and reminding people it's there um, it could very easily just drop away but I think just extending your brand into people's home through merchandise you know they're really good at it in the US you know, whether it's T-shirts or whether it's a bloody peppercorn grinder or whether it's, a, you know, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. um, it's just the case that when you open the cupboard door, there's something there that reminds you of yeah. somewhere you like to go. Well, I mean, I'm, you know, hot sauces really, and stuff, and they barbecue but, but hot I remember with, with, yeah. when I was talking to, like, brands about the glasses getting nicked from the pub back in the day, and they're going, oh, that's great, we'll give you more glasses because they want their brand in people's houses. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's a Heineken glass sitting there. Yeah. Oh, great. Mm. You know what I mean? So, I, yeah. I, I mean, we say it's it's brands I mean we had Stosi from the Parker's Arms yeah she's done really well with it and they're, they're going to carry on yeah. just, but, but like you said it depends you get to move your whole brigade to you know you've had it's been easy to repurpose people because they've had nothing else to do but I think the skills to deliver a really good inbox at home experience is, 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 is slightly different and doesn't, as he says, doesn't become a distraction to the thing that actually do really well. Um, and the reason why people come to you in the first place is... They want experience, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, they want an experience. Yeah. You know, you can cook a... You can get burger kits 
all over the show these days, but they want to come to the pub and just have the feeling of being in a pub, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a ton of stuff here that didn't exist pre-pandemic, and I think that even order and pay apps, you know, within the yeah. pubs, you know, and I was a, a True North venue at the weekend uh, up in Sheffield. He's got 12 locations and a brewery and stuff, and he's got an app, and we're all just sat pressing the button. It's like, you know, we don't know who's paying for it or anything else. <laughs> yeah. Your bank account. I mean, it's the easiest thing in the world to spend a load of money. Yeah. I'm still trying to get it off my mates who said basically their phones didn't work with it. Um, I'll be chasing until I'm bloody dead. But you know what I mean, though? There's this opportunity where people are changing their behavior, mm. and either we grab it because it gives us a benefit. Uh, or we let it go and we miss that opportunity. And order and pay gives us great data, good customer insight, you know, reduction in staff um, requirement and an uplifting spend when somebody uses one of those apps. And it's just another opportunity. Same as extending your brand into people's home or rolling out a gift card platform, or, yeah. you know, all of this stuff. And there'll be those that grab it and those that, uh, James, I'm not looking at you, that stand there and sort of head up their phone. <laughs> I can't get it to work but uh, yeah. anyway well, that's well, no I just so other people pay yeah well that's, that's yeah. probably the right thing isn't it Heath you've got all those apps on your phone no, I don't no apps are paying no you know as an operator I the, the thing that gets me is they all go we'll give you free apps it's going to be amazing we'll take care of all your ordering and then you get hit they run, they run basically run your credit card charges they run how the money works and they control the money basically going into your account and the charges that go with it so I, I like call me old but I'm just like nah I want to control the flow of cash and also don't want my customers ordering their own shit because they, they're, they're, they're like they're painful at the best of times and you'd be getting checks through to the kitchen it'd be like uh, fish and chips no batter no salt no, no butter no f- you know what I mean you'd just be there all day like the chef would be having a breakdown so no I don't want them having you know we want to control what they're doing sounds like a green light hey, so, uh, sounds perfect we'll get them signed up uh, anyway that, that, that probably on that the really positive note from uh, Heath there. <laughs> that's all we've got time for but Dan thanks very much for thanks, your time Dan. There, sir. cheers Dan Pleasure. cheers you're welcome thanks guys cheers, cheers. bye You're listening to the Lock-In Podcast with myself and the other two idiots. Now, we're going to do some product tasting. And first up, we've got a new launch from a new brewery project. Uh, this one is uh, Drop from Drop Zone Brewery. Apparently, it's a company that's founded and run by a group of veterans. That's veterans, Heath, not veterarians. <laughs> so, um, and we've got their first launch here. It's called uh, Red On. Um, which they describe as a tasty and easy to drink lager um, ABV 4.6% or 20% of profits we donated to charities to help veterans so it's a nice little early course first of all guys uh, if you can get off your phones uh, and focus on the task in hand that would be yeah. lovely uh, stop playing Candy Crush James first of all what is it? this great shall, shall I just re-record all that? I just... beer from veterans what like made it's, by Vietnam veterans? Yeah, well, not Vietnam veterans. How many Vietnam veterans does it take to open that beer? You don't know, man. You weren't there. <laughs> what do I feel like I've lost control <laughs> of this podcast? I, 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 uh, before I give my opinion on it, I want to know whether like old veterans, like pe- Chelsea pensioners, no, or I, they're really I, hard disturbed guys. That if we say bad things, they'll come and. Well, us. this is the dilemma, isn't it? I think let's work on let's um, let's assume uh, on boys, the side of caution that if you say anything really horrible about it, they will come and kill you in your bed at night. Because if they're kind of Bruce Willisy kind of veterans, you've still got the skills. They might be a bit older, they've still got the skills. This is true. This is true. Face killers. Chelsea pensioners, less likely, but they might know people who do, so... Okay, right, let's go for it. Let's just so, try it. We'll just, we'll just, we'll just what do we it. think? Branding. Looks. Um, yeah, it looks like a Red Dawn Miller movie with Patrick Swayze. It just looks like the logo from that. You know it's a little mean? bit with the uh, with the uh, aeroplane dropping parachutes, but obviously yeah, it fits with the theme. It kind of looks like a charity beer. It does look like a charity. I mean, for me, maybe it lacks a bit of standout on the shelf. Yeah, it depends what they're trying to do, I guess. Is, it, is there a charity link to it or not? Is it just uh, they said 20% of profits will be donated to uh, charities that help the veteran community. They well, then it's branded beautifully. So, uh, right, should we open it and yeah, try right. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. If I can open it. There we go. Right. Glasses. Right. Heat. Yes. There we go. That's you. That's you. It's nice and clear. 
So it's supposed to be a quite a light and refreshing uh, lager. 4.6%. It's available in 330ml bottles. Uh, what do we think? Could have chilled it for a bit longer, actually, yeah. to be fair to them. Nah. It's, um, Got it. chewy. Yeah. I think, I still think those lagers are quite difficult to stand up in, particularly small batch lagers in bottle. Mm. I think the big boys do it really well because they've got scale and they've got all the technology. But yeah, it's got a decent finish to it. It's all right. That's all right, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Hey. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, if you were, if you had, if that was the only brewery you had to defend out of all the breweries, and you're on the front line at the war, and that, there's one, I don't know if I'd be defending that one. I'd play cut it loose. Excellent, excellent. You're keeping the military thing going there. Yeah, so, you see. Well, well done. Uh, would you stock it? Nah. Nah, James. They've got nowhere to go. <laughs> um, no, probably, honestly, probably not. Probably not. Okay, fantastic. Right, okay, let's move on. We now have, this is, uh, James, you can explain okay, this Okay, so this is um, Unbarred, Brighton Brewery. It's their Imperial Bueno Shake, um, a milk stout with chocolate and hazelnut that's kind of bueno. Um, no rules brewing made of Brighton, it says at the bottom. So um, these are head brewers, a guy called Jordan. They've been doing some good stuff, interesting stuff, and uh, this has just dropped in the last couple of days. So okay. it's um, 10%, I think, yeah, 10% volume, so it's punchy. Yeah. Let's give it a go. This is definitely up uh, Heath Street, being a uh, yeah. partial to uh, a stout. Um, there we go. Thank you very much. I should say from the get-go, the branding's really sweet on this, no? Really nice. Yeah. Looking, so, what, uh, what do we think about the branding? Yeah, smart. It's it's very crafty. It's very Brighton-ish. Very Brighton, Yeah. Yeah, I think it's quite smart. It stands out. Do you like it, Heath? Yeah. I mean, I'm not quite sure what the, the, Lord the what, what these little swimmers are on the side there. It's um, oh Christ! Oh, he's tried it. He's uh, pulling the face. No, no, it's um, it's very chocolatey on the nose, isn't it? Uh, hazelnut. That's what it is. It's really good. It's okay for people with nut uh, allergies, right? <laughs> So, Heath, are you allergic to uh, nuts? I'm allergic to nuts. You can't even give it to me, James. You're married to one. Not just your cousin. Oh! <laughs> sorry, sorry. I was going for a customer joke, not the wife joke. Um, this is, uh, this is really good. That's very rich, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's... The only thing I might say is that a 440ml can... It's quite oh, a, a lot of drink. That. It's a lot of it. How much the ABV? 10. 10. <laughs> so, I, uh... I, I, I don't know if I could drink. I don't think I could drink. It's kind of a fireside beer. Do you know what I mean? Without bringing that old story up, but so that, it's a it's a sort of savouring beer. Probably not a summer's day beer, but I, I think it's delicious. I think it's Christmas by the done. fire, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Beautifully made. I mean, it's ten percent. It's not offensive. The alcohol is not. You know, it's but not maybe a smaller, yet, smaller quantity. Well, you just share uh, it. Or a sharing beer. Yeah, yeah. Which is it's going to be punchy. Whoa, 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 whoa. I've been in India, I've been to an Indian restaurant with you guys. You <laughs> share. <laughs> Hold on. No one shares. I agree with you. Don't share an Indian, but you share a Chinese. No, you share an all that sort of type of food. Everything ethnic you share. But not Indian. Indian you share. You don't share Indian. No one shares Indian tea. You do. You sit around and you share Indian food. You get different stuff. (laughs) You get get different stuff so you can have an experience. No. Everyone knows what they like when they go to an Indian. They pick what I don't they order like for you. and they eat what they like. I if I, I went with you, you'd order a load of weird shit that I don't want to eat, and then you'd eat mine. Yeah, but this is how you get educated, Ed. You eat different foods. You've got to eat different foods, man. Right. I like, if I want to eat different foods, I'll order different foods myself. And I'll I have just say you share. You just get a whole plethora of food on the table, and you sit there, and you mix, and your conversation. That's how you order Indian food. You don't sit there with your own little... You guys eat like you're in prison. See you eat Indian food. You guard, you guard your curry like that. I grew, up with, like three, that, I grew up with three brothers. With your, if you didn't old? eat quick, you didn't eat. Yeah. Looks, well, like, looks like you did well. <laughs> <laughs> you were the lord of the dance there, skin, sir. You skinny were the lord as everything, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't big bones. Set myself up for that one, didn't I? There we go, brilliant. Anyway, returning yeah, like to that. the question uh, at hand, would you stock it, Heath? Uh, yeah, probably would, actually. James? Uh, yeah, we do. You do, right. <laughs> do we? Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, My product knowledge is exceptional. Send it to us. I just, it was worth trying. But. Right. So, what we got now? Last one. Okay. Heath, Heath can do the intro to this one. Uh, Ramsbury gin. 
Um, it's actually so. Great. This is a new gen, is it? Well, they, they relaunched it recently, oh, right, okay. last year, but they've and repackaged it and all that. Um, so this is a new look, bottle, new look, new bottle, brand. Okay. But they actually grow their own grain, make their own base spirit, mm. and then distill it, which is unbelievable. Which is really rare. It's, rare. it's really rare. Chase, Chase used to do it. Yeah. I think Bryn, uh, Braden at Doghouse does it, and it's a really rare thing to do. And it's like a single estate gin, right? So, there you go, James. You can open it. Cool. So, what, 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 are the, what are we expecting with this, and what are the uh... expecting? I don't know. Brilliant. I think it's that thing where, you know, others are just grabbing industrial level spirit, and adding, yeah, <laughs> adding, adding, uh, you know, botanicals. These guys are doing it from. Well, that's all gin is is flavoured vodka. Mm. Well, that's beautiful. So this is a crisp, full-bodied London dry gin combined with uh, oh, quince grown. On the estate, classic juniper, citrus, woody angelica, and spicy cinnamon. Yeah, so everything's there were no big words in there that I didn't get right. Good on you. Good. But all, all the all the you know so all the botanicals are actually estate grown as well. So right, it's so all it's, all it's proper. You know what I mean? It's like single vineyard for wine. It's like you want total provenance. You've got it there. Ed, you did say London dry gin though. So did, well, did I say gin? No, you didn't. No, good. good. Uh, it's really good. Wouldn't I could drink like, 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 right? That's that's really that, nice. Yeah, they make a vodka neat. as well. Um, that's 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 got a lot of flavour to think, it. I think there's a lot of nonsense around gins, but I think this is a really good gin. Oh. You know, don't, I don't think that most people that say I prefer that, if you gave me something different, would notice. I think it's probably things like Monkey Forty Seven stand yeah. out. Well, I think Maybe. it's a, I think it's that single estate. Like when you're starting to go, like it's just a bit more boutique now. It's not. You know, these yeah. guys have their own grain. They grow yeah. it themselves. They've got full control over the process. Which a lot of people don't. I think consumers demanding it, that. Would it stand out on the shelf, though? I think. Yeah, I think the it's got a nice shape to the bottle. It's sort of yeah. distinctive. It's sort of uh, almost sort of curved up. Yeah, like the, vodka, the vodka's a blue bottle. So I tell you what's great about that is it's slightly thinner at the bottom. So if you've got it at home and you're smashing a gin and tonics, actually the burn rate on the bottom, the look of it, isn't just. So you're just worried about what your wife says. Oh, yeah, if your yeah. wife's measuring. Does it? Your wife mark the, bottle. the bottles. Well, no, but she does, doesn't she? She I, marks. Did you see the note I put on her booking yesterday? Yeah, I saw that. But she marks. No. The, she marks yes. the notes. Did you see it? I've seen it. Yes. It was fair, yes. wasn't it? Well, I, 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 yeah. I won't read it out. No, maybe not I'm read it out. It's rather read. Um, <laughs> but so, would you? Would you? Obviously, you do stop this, and I take it. This is. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. We do that. Uh, we just have a couple of gins that we that and Monkey Forty Seven Chase. A few others, but so uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. It's good. Brilliant. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's park that one there. You're listening to the Lock In Podcast with myself, Ed Reddington, Heath Ball and James Cuthbertson. And we are at the end of this week's episode. You'll be delighted to hear uh, those that have stayed with us. So let's uh, let's wrap things up. We've been talking about trends, what we're expecting to see. So let's, let's maybe have a think. Actually, before we do this, I mean, the discussion in the last one was, was around merchandising opportunities for pubs um, and creating your own line so I mean I think this is prime red line and sun kind of stuff here Heath can launch a whole new range of products either under his own name the Heath Ball Keith. sex toy line I don't know um, or Keith yeah or we can go the red, red line and sun I mean what, what, what I've got, what I've, got I've, already done, I've already done merchandising at the red line and sun at the tote bags what those shit bags those margarita ones are banging what about stress ball for you it's your stress ball. It's stress ball. Uh, It'd be like the marshmallow <laughs> man on the, the Ghostbusters. It's the sort of stress ball I'd need. There's got to be some merchandising opportunity, surely. I yeah, mean, we, we did the, we did the tote, tote bags. Tote bags aren't merchandising. That's just, they were shit. They were great. Everyone's got loads of those clogging up their cupboards. Okay, so what else could I do that's really... T-shirts, boring. Baseball caps, boring. Do you remember the T-shirt for the Wenlock? Yeah, oh yeah. It was at the Great British Beer Festival at the Winlock. We got T-shirts made saying the Winlock Arms. And was it? Um, the last time I got tapped. Uh, I love beer, and the last. Um, it's the only thing I've tapped in the last twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I got some of the girls to wear them to the Great British Beer Festival. Classic. Brilliant. Uh, but I, I think you know, merchandising is interesting. I think, but I think with brand, things like that, it's just people showing support and buying stuff because they want to help your brand. It's not necessarily going to turn you into the hard rock cafe. Yeah, you, you were saying earlier, you know, your biggest problem is that customers can't get into you. You're fully booked up. That's not you know, his biggest problem, by the way. Leave my wife. Yeah, I've met his wife. Anyway. Um, 
the, but you're saying, you know, so I mean, you've got such plenty. I mean, people want to be associated with your surely. Get people wearing t shirts walking up and down the high streets, you know. I mean, oh, it's, it's a bit shit, though. There's a danger. Yeah. If you don't do it really well, then it's just, it's just nasty. You could, be, you you could have one saying, I'm with Clive Owen. Poor <laughs> 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 funny guy. Funny guy. I don't know, but I think, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a danger, like, we, the margaritas have been incredibly successful at both sites, and, and there's that thing originally, like, I was like, oh, my God, is this really naff? Is, am I going to, you know... But then, I don't know, there's certain things that just really work, and that art that potentially could be naff, but they just, you know, we've seen Prose Margaritas, the espresso martini machine we've got. It's just, I think people want fun. So, trend-wise... Yeah, just so, okay. Yeah, 20, 20, 2021. What, what's the trend? What's going to be the keys of the trends that you guys okay. are expecting? Food wise, I think gourmet soft serves. I've seen it with restaurants like Fallow in London down the Hindon Street. They're doing so really just because you've had the dental work. What, mate? Not to get the sensitive teeth. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, um, but um, Can't I think shave, that's the problem. I think I think gourmet soft serves would be really cool. I think that could be by gourmet. You mean ice cream? Yeah, ice cream, but but with, with cool, fl- cool flavors. But yeah, you make it yourself. You actually make the mix yourself. You're not buying in, you know, rubbish. You actually make the mix yourself, and you know, doing that. I think frozen margaritas, slushy drinks. Do you know what I mean? Like anything like that. We've we've seen how crazy. I think on Saturday at the Red, we did 350 frozen margaritas. And a lot of them were takeaway, yeah. take you know takeaway yeah, cocktails, canning yeah, mm. so yeah pre batch cocktails, pre batch cocktails yeah. are going to be yeah. yeah. Well, it takes the you know most bars and the same we have staff training's a bitch at the best of times, but you get pre batch stuff like we do with the um, Ramsbury espresso martini, mm. and it's amazing. Yeah, you know um, the margarita mix we make ourselves, but we have a good recipe. I think things like that. I think people just want fun, and anything you can just bash out loads really quick and make money on. Do you know, James? Uh, maybe like a vegan low-alcohol beverage with full um, sourcing, you know, from farm to plate. I don't know, something like that. I don't know. I'm a bit weathered by all that. Uh, you, you just don't care, do you? No, because I think to start. Well, I think to start with, if you're looking at trends, it'll be people like the Roaring Twenties like we said a few weeks ago that'll last for a little while and then it will settle down and I think we'll have a period where people are just returning to normal life so it's going to be really interesting I'll tell you what I've seen out of the red is just people wanting banging bottles of wine mm. really they mm. like you know they it, as, as a trend goes in the beginning I've just mm. seen that people just go in and go they're not drinking house wine they just want to drink a really solid yeah. good bottle of wine and they're buying expensive wines but what, in terms of trend I think what we'll have as a sort of hangover if you like we'll see this booking thing continue mm. yeah. because that is a you know that is a thing and, yeah. and I think Works. Sad though, isn't it? Yeah. It really, yeah. It's it really is. I, I hate it. I hate it because for me, I mean, particularly. But we like you that were full. You like to basically <laughs> tell me I can't come to the pub. Yeah. Um, but the, I mean, the irony is, I, you know, one, I, I, I've got a small child. I, you can't really plan ahead. It's mm. nice just yeah. occasionally yeah. to be able to go, you know what, let's just pop out and have a quick yeah. drink. It's gone at the moment. Yeah, but, hasn't but it? go back to when Marco Pierre White was taking over pubs, and he was basically was, was the old guy in the corner that's drunk there for forty years, fifty years, and he was all of a sudden made it for the most uncomfortable guy in the world as they were being pushed out by you know linen laden tablecloths. Not that you're bitter about it. No, and I, but, <laughs> but I think we'll have to find some middle ground because you want the spontaneity, you want to be able to stay beyond your two hours, you want to just walk to a pub. So I think the zoning of pubs will be interesting because I, I still think the booking thing is. I said to mate the other day, down. we were talking, mate said, let's go for a beer. And I said, let's just find somewhere really, really shit to go for a beer. Because trying to go anywhere that's good. Is that why we're in the lockout? Yes, exactly. We're safe travelling. Yeah. But it's just that, isn't it? You want to you know you can just go to yeah. the pub and have a beer and not being told you've got two hours and you've got to hurry up. Weatherspoons might pick all this up, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Because they're big built. No, but the big. Yeah. Some of this says in the Weatherspoons news. No, no, because, you, yeah, because you, at that point, you're actually thinking about just breaking away from all the shit and the the, yeah. the, 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 the the booking and the systems and all that and you just want, and I think they could be onto something if they just become well, apparently uh, that, that well known um, sort of uh, actor and uh, people's liberator Lawrence Fox um, has actually announced he is looking to buy a pub in London uh, so that he can be uh, he can create the liberated uh, utopia that we're all missing out on okay. so no bookings no masks you know, basically breaching all the rules uh, that are in place because he's a genius and uh, yeah what a way to finish the podcast <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the trend, though, isn't it? You're yeah. Not, but that is going to be a trend. You'll go to see those... Uh, like the, sort of almost a speakeasy. Almost, kind of yeah. Yes. Potentially. Just why, there, uh, some of there are no rules. I mean, yeah. announcing it in a press release kind of undermines the speakeasy element of it, of course. Depends uh, who got the press release. Uh, 
Well, that's true. That's true. It's a certain niche audience. Anyway, so, well, yeah. No other trends that we think are going to be. More car payments, more car payments, there's things that sort of come through. Yeah, yeah, I think end of, the, end of cash. The government I mean, love this, don't they? They've, they've got everybody in the position where they're paying with apps, fully trackable. They know what everybody's doing. No one's paying cash except if you're a builder. Um, it's all just <laughs> or, or a secretary. <laughs> that's that's a secretary. <laughs> Heath keeping it real. And on that note, uh, yes. maybe let's let's uh, let's end this week's episode. Uh, please, in the lawyers' department again. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's go. I'll, I'll be off to see the lawyers. Um, Please do subscribe to the podcast using the links provided on the homepage. Uh, share, like, you know what you have to do. You know we need the listeners. Uh, James is, uh, just needs the listeners generally. Um, we will see you next week where we will be talking about other topical matters and probably having a look and seeing how, uh, how our brethren in Wales and Scotland are getting on with their reopening. So uh, tune in next week. We will see you then. Music.